Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review, speaking with Coach Ronald Huey, head coach of the University of Houston women's basketball program. We're going to talk about a few different things. Um, coach, first, how are you? I'm great. You know, it's signing day, so I am uh, very ecstatic and, and upbeat, and it's game week, and you know, I, I couldn't ask for a better life right now, for a better day. Just extremely excited and coming off a birthday yesterday, so I'm a year younger. So, I, I mean, it, it smiles all around. So, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you slide with that comment about being a year younger because we know <laughs> that ain't true. But it's all in the mindset, so that that's good. I respect that. Before we right. talk about uh, the, the signings and previewing Friday's game, let's take a step back and give a little review of how practice has gone, and tell me and the listeners what you can talk about uh, in terms of, you know, practice and exhibition, anything like that. You know, we've had two scrimmages up to this point, and the thing that's been consistent from both scrimmages is how competitive um, our, our team is this year. Um, love to compete, and, and I, I mean, you have to say that with some emphasis. Um, so they really get up when it's time to play. Now, that's not always the best thing in practice because they really don't enjoy drill work uh, that much, but they want to compete. And that fire and that look in the eyes when the other team is, you know, standing on the other side of the court, they're there, their eyes are lit up and they're ready to go. Um, but just like every team that starts off at the beginning of the year and gets to this point, some things that you're really excited about, like, um, our defensive pressure, um, our ability to create shots for ourselves, um, our ability to get up and down the floor with the speed and enthusiasm and athleticism that uh, we want to display. Um, timing on uh, offensive possessions are, are not quite there yet. Um, still a little inconsistent on decision-making and, and, and making shots and understanding where our shots need to come from. Those things um, that'll get worked out as the season go on and you start to play more games and, and progress that way. But really excited about where we are with our mindset, you know, understanding that we have a little chip on our shoulder um, from several things and, and, and earning some respect that we need to uh, earn to move the program forward. So I'm excited where we are right now. And just go a little bit in more detail about the chip on your shoulder last month, a few weeks ago at media day, the American Athletic conference announced their predictions for the season. And you basically picked 11th out of 12 teams. And it surprised me. And I do believe it surprised you as well. So just giving your thoughts on that again. It surprised me just, because I thought we've made tremendous progress um, over the last three years. Going from a team that struggled to win and a team that improved um, to winning in the first round of the tournament in 13 games last year, I thought we did a, a hell of a job with you know, three freshmen and you know a few seniors that played and kids that grew during the season. I thought we put ourselves in position to show towards the last 10 games that we were moving the program 
and the mentality of the program and the culture of the program in a positive way. Um, and to be picked, uh, what we were picked again for the third time, if not last, next to last, uh, felt like a slap in the face, like nobody knows the change but us. And our kids are really uh, taking that on their shoulders and, you know, having a point to prove. And it's just like, you know, you going out working every day and have an opportunity to do some things in life. And when you put in that hard work, you want to be noticed for it. And we just came up with the analogy with us is we're going to notice our work and, and show everybody else our work without telling them our work. So that's where we are now. Have you mentioned that prediction, or do you still mention it? How often do you mention it to the team, if at all? I, I don't even have to mention it anymore. As soon as practice starts going down or we get inconsistent in some of the play or uh, we have some kind of disruption or someone's attitude is not right, and they mention it. You know, those, those players are, are completely bought in on we need to do exactly – and everything to move the program and win it. So they're the ones who are pointing that out every time. We just talked about it a few days ago when we didn't have the best practice that we need to have, and I think that was Sunday, and they, and they pointed it out again. So I don't have to point it out. They always point it out. That's a good sign for you and, and the, uh, the change in the culture of the program. It sure is. It sure is. You know, when you start to get people that care, players that care, you know, it's the one thing that, you know, with so much hate and all that stuff that's in the world, it, it's, you can do much more with people who care and love each other, and that's the the system, and that's the thing that we're building here with our culture. And piggybacking off of that, talking about people who care, a few days ago, you had a meet and greet for supporters of the women's team to attend, watch practice, and uh, have lunch with the players. Just elaborate on your reasons for that and if you uh, hope to continue in the future. You know, it, it, it's nothing great to have the city of Houston and the people who past and present represent the University of Houston, just to come out and, and say hello to you and, and watch your team and have a general interest in what's going on with the program because their Cougars, you know, through their bones, through their blood, through their heart, through their families, and to have them come out in the meet and greet that we were having at an open practice and just to come and sit down and be able to share their thoughts on the team and meet the girls and say hello and things like that, it's a tremendous honor, tremendous honor. And to have, you know, one of the prominent women of this community, it, it, it just it still renders me speechless. Uh, Paula Mendoza is a tremendous, tremendous uh, figure for our young ladies to see, and she's represented by everybody that she touches. When you talk about a person who has a tremendous heart and what she does every day, when you talk about a tremendous feel because she understands how delicate some situations are 
Uh, when she had an opportunity to talk to some of our girls, she have even when she talked to me, even when we uh, um, just collaborate, you know, just talking on the phone. But she's a, a tremendous person, and we want to honor her for what she's been uh, doing with coming and, and just speaking and giving her time with women's basketball and representing us. Um, I don't think we would be where we are right now culturally if we didn't have her in our corner. She's always there. She's always there. Our girls can pick up the phone and be able to call her. She's like a mentor over mentors for all of our young ladies. And on top of that, she provides whatever we need, helps provide whatever we need on top of, you know, our administration that takes care of us and, you know, Hunter and, and Ms. Chizer. But she's there right outside that person. She's on our board of regents, um, but she doesn't let that power persuade her to do anything than what she would normally do. Um, and that's the thing I love about her. Um, she's just a tremendous person, and um, it was a small token for us to be able to honor her, and we wanted to take that time to do that. And I'll take a few seconds to <clears throat> tweet my own horn. I, I was able to interview Paula Mendoza, so anyone who's listening has not seen the interview can go to my YouTube channel, Houston Round Bar Review. Instagram, same thing, Houston Round Bar. You have a clip of it there as well. And also my Twitter account, which is VHR Review. She is a, a true cougar through and through, and, and she is a, a spectacular woman, individual, and a great shining light for the program. Shifting gears now, you touched on it at the beginning. Today's a big day, National Signing Day. So, what good news do you have to share? You know, we're signing three fabulous young ladies, and I mean, you know, I don't even know where to begin first. I, I guess I'll talk about Diamond Gladys first just because she already seen her NLI in. You know, a kid who had 35 points last night, uh, I think they played against DeCaney, um, one of our other kids. <laughs> uh, Tatiana Hill is on that team, one post player. Um, excuse me, 6'2 post player um, that's really active, block shots. I think in her first game she had 26 and 16. Not sure what she had last night, but Diamond um, at, at um, Springs, Clear Springs, uh, I think beat them. I'm not sure what the score was, Chris, but I know they beat them pretty good, and Diamond had 35 points. Um, I don't even know how many assists, but when I called her after the game, she said, Coach Huey, I just, we just had to apply pressure because they couldn't handle it. And I'm just trying to get focused and get ready to finish this year and get ready for next year when I'm a Cougar. And, you know, Star, who's at Duncanville, a 6'2 athlete that can play the one through the four, is going to be tremendous for us as well. And those three young ladies are uh, culture kids. So they come in with great grace, great understanding of who they are as people, being secure with themselves, and athletically coming through where they've been playing on the Nike circuit and Adidas circuit and things like that, um, being part of reputable programs, um, you know, star winning back-to-back -back state championships and diamond, uh, always making it to the playoffs in the tournament here. Um, Tatiana the same, but we're tremendously blessed and uh, grateful to have these young ladies be a part of the program.
and has it gotten, I don't want to say easier, but with the new facilities on campus at U of H, I'm sure, just say, tell me how much they have helped, the facilities have helped you open some doors to recruits. You know, the, to give you some examples of what our facility has done for us, we would not have had Chastity, who signed that Texas on campus and being her top three if it wasn't for the facilities. We wouldn't have had Dee Dee Riches on campus who signed that Baylor if it wasn't for the facilities and being her top five. Uh, we wouldn't have been in Charlie Collier's top five who signed that who committed to UConn and signed that Texas if we didn't have these facilities. And that don't give you an example of what these facilities mean to us is it, I don't know what will. The thing that it also has created is we can easily, easily, excuse me, go and get the level kid that could come here and play. But since we have these facilities and our expectation of who we are as a staff, Recruiting has gotten harder because we're going after the same kids as A&M, Texas, UCLA. So these are facilities are getting us where we need to be. Now we're trying to get the culture and the wins to take us to the next part. But the facilities are doing a tremendous job for us, and they're the things you have to have in today's uh, game to be able to be in with the top recruits in the country. How? What was the reaction of Diamond and Star in Chi-Town when they saw the facilities, since they were the three who signed with U of H. Oh, blown away. Blown away. Uh, I mean, Star, who originally, you know, was going to Kansas, then came here and, like, this stuff is better than some places that she's been. She's like, no, I'm coming. And Tatiana didn't even have to go and take any other visits. She was done. Um... But those young ladies came here and knew what they were looking for and all the facilities and the thing that uh, that they get when they come here, you know, they stay in the loss. You know, it's a place where they go in and you have your own room, own bath, you know, those kind of things. Um, so cost of attendance, we write up there, uh, given the same amount as, you know, the top 15, 20 schools in the country. Um, all our stipend meal plans, all our training table meal stuff, uh, all our strength coaches, uh, all our coaches that do all the extra uh, on and off the court. I, I mean, we're right there with everybody else. Uh, we're just trying to make sure we can get those top kids um, that we're losing um, because the culture wasn't right or because we didn't win enough games or whatever reason they chose not to come at that time. But we at least have an opportunity to entertain them and be on that list where that wasn't happening before. All right, the season tips off Friday. WNIT matchup versus Texas A&M on uh, their campus at Inside Reed Arena. What are your thoughts? Give me, uh, I guess, a preview of that matchup with uh, Coach Blair and his Aggies. You know, first of all, I can't say enough about, you know, Coach Blair and what he's been able to do at Texas A&M. You know, I just tip my hat off to him. Tremendous guy. You know, great motivator. Um, great people person. Um, he always seems to rise above even when people count him out. Um, so what he's done to the program is something that I'm continuously watching and hope to 
uh, have an opportunity to do here. He's put together another great recruiting class um, and young ladies on the floor that, that can perform. Um, starting with his senior post player, Hillsman, you know, who was, you know, 6'5 and can finish left and right, sprint the floor, post up, was just a beast on the inside. Um, he's also has Kennedy Carter, who's a McDonald's All-American point guard, who's an exciting player from out of the Dallas area. Uh, who's going to bring a tremendous amount of athleticism and energy to his program. Uh, We're expecting um, the challenges that she brings as well. Um, Howard, his four-player, who's also a combo track person, um, I think she may have led the SEC in double-doubles last year. I know she led it in rebounding. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's just a tremendous player that provides – all kind of uh, havoc, um, whether she's pressing the basketball or guarding multiple people or rebounding out of area, creating second and third opportunities for um, those kids, plus Danny Williams, who's a lefty shooter, who's more than just a shooter now that can put the ball on the floor, uh, penetrate to the basket. Um, she's deadly shooting with transition threes and coming off of curls and pin downs and that floppy action. Um, they bring back 75% of their scoring um, and rebounding in uh, Danny Williams, Howard, and Hillsman. So it's no easy task for us, but the thing that I love about this team, they're always up for the challenge. Um, we have to do some things and, and play some mistake-free uh, basketball when we get there. But the key to the game for us to be just making sure we play our tempo first and foremost. Um, we can't get caught up in what A&M wants to do with whether they walk the ball or uh, take a lot of time off the clock and, and playing. Um, generally, they play about seven and six or seven people. And, and some of the high scores uh, last year, uh, when they didn't, when they controlled tempo around 60, 65 points a game. Um, the, the second thing we're going to have to do is rebound the basketball. Um, between Howard and Hillsman, and you're talking about uh, 20, 20, 20 to 25 rebounds between those two um, on the team that averaged 43, 44 rebounds a game last year. So we got to check out and be able to box out um, effectively and, and not give them second and third opportunities. Third, we have to take care of the basketball. Um, if, if we go into this game and, and throwing the ball all over the place and unsure about ourselves and our decision-making and end up with uh, 18 or more turnovers, we won't have an opportunity to win the game. Um, those three things there are, are the things that we've been harping on uh, in practices over the last couple of weeks just in preparation um, and anticipation for this game. Um, but we anticipate just being aggressive, playing our tempo, uh, trying to get to the free throw line as much as possible. That signals that you're being aggressive. Also, you know, having our kids step up for the challenge because a few of them were recruited by a you know, and a few of them didn't, didn't choose them. So, um, and we have some that wasn't recruited by a and and thought they should have. So it, it goes both ways. But, you know, we're just excited that the WNIT chose us to uh, represent them. And we can also uh, make it a great game by playing our neighbor. And um, we're really looking forward to it. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, WNIT, I think every participant is guaranteed at least three games? At least three games. And um, we'll be on the road for all three. 
um, just because uh, uh, the Fertitta Center is being um, built right now on campus. Um, so it'll, it'll be a, a little challenge for, on that part of it too. But, you know, like we always talk about with the Navy SEALs, you know, any gym is home. Home is where you make it. So that's the mentality that we're, we're taking this year. Is there anything you uh, want to say that I did not mention? And listeners, um, these podcasts with Coach Huey will be a regular feature uh, throughout the season. We're just going to hammer out the schedule, and, but just stay tuned for that. So we'll continue doing this as the season progresses. But is there anything, Coach, that you want to mention that we have discussed so far? You know, the, the thing I want to say to our fans is come out and give us an opportunity to prove ourselves to you. Um, we're in the earning business, not the giving business. Um, I think we have an exciting young team. Um, they're ready to build on the success we had uh, last year. Um, we're ready to erase some of the stigma that's around women's basketball, period. Um, we've embraced the city. Uh, we've done things uh, in the community with community service and supporting, especially during Hurricane Harvey, and, you know, even when it's, it's, it's not times of crisis, we've been there. And we would love for you guys just to come out, and we'll be playing over at TSU and their arena, it's, it's a, a great facility there, uh, plenty of parking. Um, if you're a UH student or on campus here, um, shuttles are being provided, so you can park here and, and be able to jump on the shuttle and go over to the game and and be able to come back the same way. But we are really excited about our team and what we have to offer this year. And um, just want you to come out and support. Come out and give us a shot. I think you'll be delighted at what you see. And um, I think we'll bring you back. Um, we're just uh, tremendously excited and ready to do this for our city, um, for our community, because uh, our kids understand that every single thing matters. And they're really excited about what we have to offer uh, going into this season. And the first home home game for you and the squad is uh, December third against Texas Tech. So and that's a two p.m. tip. So that means a Saturday. Not a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. The Sunday. Sunday at two o'clock. So we'll you and I'll be we'll be talking many times before that game. That matchup versus Texas Tech. So we'll try to draw up some more interest for that game. Exactly. But you have uh, games on the road starting on Friday. November 10th against Texas A&M, and then mobile games after that before the game against Tech. All right, Coach, thank you very much for your time, and, and uh, we'll hammer out schedule and for the next uh, podcast, and we'll keep it going throughout the season. Thank you, Chris, and I appreciate everything you do, and thanks for being a cool. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.